Do you know how much God loves you? He loves you so much that he chose you before the foundation of the world to be his own, to be his children, to be his child. I mean, this to me is incredibly powerful. And thank you, Lord, for that. Wonderful Jesus, we thank you for your love. What can we say but a million thank yous? And we praise your Lord for your love. And we worship you today and give you all the praise. God's people said amen and amen. And thank you for being with me today. A blessed teaching today. And to Jesus be the praise. Let's go to Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy. I just want to show you today how special you are to the Lord. Because you know what? I think every so often we need just to be reminded how special and precious we are in his sight. Verse 6, Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee, to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. What an amazing promise. God has chosen you to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. You know, when we talk about salvation, like it's not us reaching to God. It's God reaching to us because salvation is not man reaching to God. It is God reaching out to man. And I think this is what it says here in this amazing portion. So the Bible says God chose you before you knew him. I love teaching on Ephesians chapter 1. And let's go to it right now. I'm not going to do a very detailed teaching here on this, but I just want to show you a few things that I think I think are you know, incredibly awesome. So Paul begins by saying, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. What a way to begin. Grace is yours, you know, favor is yours, and peace is yours through our Father, wonderful Heavenly Father that we have, and from Jesus, our precious, wonderful Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him, not outside of him, he chose us in Jesus, He saw us in Jesus, for we belong to Jesus according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That to me is incredible. God looked through the corridor of time and saw you and chose you in his son before he created the angels or heavens or the earth or anything. You were on his mind from the beginning. And think about he is the beginning. God is the beginning. He is the I am. I've always said God does not exist. He is existence. So God Almighty 
in eternity, if we could say eternity past, there's no such thing as past and eternity, but just for our sake, God saw you and loved you and chose you and wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. That's what is, what is meant by predestination. God predestined us to be his children. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. God already declared us holy and blameless before the foundation of the world, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Wow. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. You know, I talk about how in eternity past, and I've said it you know, many times, God had a conference. And in that conference, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were together. And they chose. You were chosen by God himself. God planned your salvation before the foundation of the world. What love is this? What love is this? And so, now, why? Why did God choose you? Why did God choose us before the foundation of the world? Well, let's look at the book of Titus. I think we have some beautiful answers here that we're going to look at. So, Titus 3 and verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now, you've got to put that with, with 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. But let's rest, you know, read it again. Not by our works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. He chose us because he saw us, when he saw us, he, yes, his mercy chose us. His mercy, his love chose us. He placed his mercy upon us, his love upon us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy, and I want to read for you chapter 1 and verse 9, because there's so much in this beautiful portion. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. So why did he save us? Why did he choose us before the foundation of the world? According to his purpose, meaning to fulfill his purpose, which means there's things God will reveal to us we have not known yet, we have not seen yet. I have not seen, nor ear hath heard, what God hath prepared for them that love him. So God Almighty has a purpose that we still have not seen fully according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world began? Yes. That God Almighty, it says, according to his purpose, 
and grace given us, now this is quite profound, in Christ before the world began. So there's a, there's a secret plan we still don't fully see for our eternal tomorrow. And one of these days, God will, will, will open our full uh, understanding to this incredible mystery. In fact, Paul prayed that the eyes of your understanding be opened, that you may be enlightened to know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of his inheritance in the saints. So, you know, God did not show us every, you know, everything. These things are, are written that you might just believe, uh, you know, John wrote. Eternity is going to reveal the amazing love of Jesus, the most amazing love of God. I mean, this is so incredible. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Now, what that says to me is that not one of us fully comprehends it. We will that day, of course, but not now. God's love cannot be fathomed or understood, not with those finite minds of ours right now. But we accept what the Bible says about the love of God towards us. And here we read this incredible portion that God saved us and called us with a holy calling before the world began. I'm reading 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. So predestination is all over the Bible. But here is something so beautiful, so beautiful, that God Almighty has a purpose, eternal purpose for you and I. So when you say, why would God choose me? Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Let's go do, to Deuteronomy 7 one more time. And I'm going to read for you verse 7 and 8. It's just so powerful here. It says, The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. For you are the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, had the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand. He's speaking to Israel, but this is also for you and me. And redeemed you out of the house of, bond, uh, of, of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Well, of course, Egypt and so on is the world. To us, I mean spiritually. But this is amazing because it says God has set his love upon you. So verse 7, the Lord did not set his love on you or choose you because you were more in number but because he loved you, because he loved you, verse 8 says, the love of Jesus, oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free, rolling like a mighty ocean in its fullness over me. Wow. We used to sing that song years ago when I was, when, when you know, I got saved, and I still remember every word of it. But look, look at John 6, 37. Because the Lord says here so beautifully, and he's really saying to us something powerful. 
that God loved us so much that he chose us to be a gift for his son. He gave his son a gift, the church. We are the gift. Think about that. You and I are a gift that God has given to his son. I love what it says in John 6, 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. It's a gift. The church is a gift. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Isn't that beautiful? And I love the translation that says, certainly not cast out. So we're secure in the Lord. And, and, you know, when you look at this beautiful, in, you know, portion, there's so much more, like example, in verse 44 of this same chapter, it says, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. So we've come to Jesus, not because we've decided to come. We've come to Jesus because the Father brought us to him. We are God's gift to his son. So we did not come to Jesus because we decided to come to Jesus. We came to Jesus because God said, I want him and her to be a gift. I want to give my son that gift right here, the church. And so he chose us before the foundation of the world to be the gift for Jesus, his son. The whole church is a gift. Those that thou hast given unto me, I have lost none, Jesus said to the Father in John, because we are his gift. And I love these words. Those that you have given me, I've lost none. That's why he's able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless with joy in heaven. So it's not our doing. It's his doing. We didn't save ourselves. He saved us. We did not find him. He found us. We, we, we did not decide to come to him. He decided to choose us before the foundation of the world. You see how our salvation is so secure and sure. And then, you know, you read some uh, like amazing portions. And this is all the work of the Holy Spirit. But look, look with me at 1 Peter. You know, I love these portions of the Bible. I mean, so precious. So Because they show the love of Jesus. They, it's the love of the Father. You know, very few people really know how deep the love of the Father is. I am persuaded that neither death or life or angels or principalities or power or things present or things to come or height or depth or any other creature shall be able to keep us from the love of God the Father. That is found in Jesus. The love of the Father. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. Wow. The love of the Father. And so in 1 Peter 1, verse 2, he says, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Christ, of Jesus Christ, grace unto you be multiplied grace and peace be multiplied to you so here we see you know elect we god elected us god chose us 
according to the foreknowledge of God, we were elected. Through sanctification of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit then set us aside and gave us the will to obey. And now we were sprinkled and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And he says that, that his grace and peace will be multiplied on your life and in your life for the rest of eternity. So, you know what this says to me? This says that God knew all about us. He knows you better than you know yourself. He's always known you better than you know yourself. He knew you before you knew him. Better than we know ourselves, you know. And still accepts us. So despite our weaknesses, despite our frailties, despite our sinfulness, God wanted us. God wanted us. Out of millions, he chose us. Thank you, Jesus. To you be the praise, Lord. God handpicked us to be his. Can you just lift your hands and say, say, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you, precious holy Wonderful Father, thank you, wonderful Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for handpicking us and choosing us before the world even began. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. To you be the glory and honor. God's people said amen. So I think it's time now that we accept ourselves. I think, you know, this, this could heal people from rejection if they just discover that God loved me so much, he chose me before I knew him. He, he knew all about me before I knew him, before I was born, before the world was created, before angels were created, that God would choose me to be his child. This should set you free from any rejection, period. So it's time you accept your, who you are in him. Accept yourself. Having chosen you, God created you. It says, according to his will and design. God literally created you according to his will and design. Let's, let's look at Romans, and then I'm going to show you something so powerful that oh, it brings tears to my eyes every, every time I, I, I even think something about it. But look at Romans chapter 9. And look what it says. You know, you know this verse, but now I'm putting it together for you. Where, you can see it like the beautiful painting here. So in verse in verse 20 of Romans 9, it says, Nay, um, nay but O oh man, who are you that, that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why did you make me like this? God made you the way you are for his purpose to be fulfilled. For his purpose to be fulfilled. So God chose you, God created you. Look, God's going to give you one day a brand new body like his, his own. So begin to accept yourself just the way you are. One of these days you're going to shine just like Jesus. We shall be like him as he is. You know, on the cross there was no beauty in him we should desire because of our sin. But then when John saw him, the glory that he saw, he, he, it says he fell like a dead man. As a fire hair of wool shone brighter than the sun 
the same thing happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. But then you see it in Revelation in a different way. The Lord appeared to John. And we shall be like him. Even brighter that, than what Adam looked like before the fall. It says in Psalm 104 that Adam was covered with light. Adam was covered with light. That's why he didn't see himself. And then when sin entered, the glory left, and he noticed <laughs> he needed some covering. But the Bible makes it very, very clear. He was covered with light. Think about the light that will literally flow from you one day. For it says, we are light in the Lord. We are light in the Lord. Now, let's go and read one of the most incredible uh, revelations of the love of God. I think in the whole Bible. When you read Psalm 139, you see God's love for you in a way that is so powerful. Because it's like detailed, you know. Sometimes I think when we read that Psalm, we're not paying attention to things. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my downsitting, my uprising. You understand my thoughts of how before I think them, you know them, Lord. Before I stand up, you know. Before I sit down, you know. You can pass my path and my lying down. You're acquainted with all my ways. There's not a word in my, in, in my tongue, but you know it altogether. So before I speak, what I am you know, about to say, you've known that from all eternity, Lord. You've beset me behind and before. You've laid your hand on me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high. I cannot even attain to it. So David is saying, Lord, your love for me is so incredible, my, my brain can't handle it. Where will I go from your spirit? Where will I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost of, 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 of the sea, you're there. Wow. But then look what he says. In verse 13, you have possessed my reign. You formed my inward parts, in other words. You've covered me in my mother's womb. I'll praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. My substance was not hid from you, or my bones were not hid from you. When, when I was made in secret, wow. Skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. In your book, all my members were written. Can you imagine God wrote every, every part of your being in a book? Which in continuance, wow, were fashioned when as yet there was none of me, or none of them, I should say. How precious are your thoughts unto me, O God. Thank you, Jesus. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I'm awake, I'm still with you. Lord, you think about me more than there are stars in heaven or the sand on the seashore. If I should count them, they're more in number than the sand. Then he, 
he finishes with something so powerful, search me, God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts, and see if there's any wicked thing in me, and remove it, and lead me in the way of everlasting. God's love. And you know, God Almighty has such an amazing plan for your eternity that Paul writes, you know, I pray this is really a blessing. I just wanted to remind you of the love of God for you today, really, and how special you are. It says, we are his workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. We are his, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God Almighty has an amazing plan for our, for our life and for our tomorrow. For we are his workmanship, his creation, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Think about what God will do through you. You will reign with him. You will reign with him. I'm talking to you. You will reign with the Lord. But it says that saints will rule. The dominion will be given to the saints, Daniel wrote. The earth and the fullness thereof. God's creation, the saints will rule. Think about that you'll judge angels. You'll judge angels? That's what Paul said. Wow. What love is this? Amazing love. How can it be? Thou, my God, should die for me. John 15, 16. I'm almost done. I want to pray with you. But look, the Lord says, You have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And all we have to do is one thing. Abide. Verse 4 and 5, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Can we lift our hands and thank him? Thank you, Lord, for your word. Oh, Am I, and who is my father's house, that I should be your child? To you belongs the glory and honor. Today I was reading where David said to the Lord, Who am I, and who is my father's house? You know, when we had the crusades, I would look at the stadium, I would look at the crowds, and I would say these words to the Lord. In my heart, I'd say, Who am I, Lord? And who is my father's house, that you should allow me to serve you like this? And I still say to this day, who am I and who is my father's house? When David said, after Nathan had come to him and said, God will build you a house. Remember, he wanted to build God a temple and the prophet Nathan came and said, no, God will build you a house. And God will give you a son that will be on the throne forever. Talk about the Lord Jesus. He said, who am I and who is my father's house? And who are we? Wow. To him be all the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray you'll bless your people. Meet every need in their life today, Lord. I pray for them right now that they will be blessed and touched beyond 
their expectations. And Lord, I pray for those who are sick in body, heal that sickness. We rebuke it in Jesus' holy name. We rebuke the disease. We command that pain to go. We command the disease to leave. In the glorious name of Jesus. You know, I just see in the spirit someone with cancer in the lungs. God is healing. Lord, I give you praise. I give you praise. Why don't you lift your hands and ask God to heal you? This, I just sense the anointing. I didn't even expect it. Lord, in Jesus' name, heal your people. Lift your hands and ask him to heal you. Sing. He said, ask the Father and he'll do it. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, heal my body. Make me whole, Lord, now. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. And if you don't know the Lord, this is the time to surrender to the Lord. This is the time to say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. Come on, just say it. Lord, I give you my life. I surrender completely to you. Forgive my sins, precious Jesus. Come into my heart and save my soul. Wash me with your precious blood and make me whole. And Lord, fill them, I pray, with the Holy Spirit right now. They might live your life victoriously on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for being with me. I'm going to ask you again to give to the Lord's work. Lord, bless them as they obey you right now. Bless them as they sow seed in your work. Bless them, Lord, as they give and they honor you. I give you the praise. Amen. Remember that the Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. And the first fruits, not the last fruits, the first fruits of all your increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses will burst out with new wine. So give to the Lord today. Because you see, that's the way you secure your tomorrow financially. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread because we sow, and sowing guarantees our tomorrow also, not just today. Because God remembers our seed. God remembered Cornelius, it says, because of his giving too. Not just because he prayed. He was a giver and he was remembered. And, and God will bless you the same way financially when you give financially. Now, you can't give money for spiritual blessings. You only give, when we give money, we give it for financial blessings. Because some, some people think, well, I want to give money so I can get a healing. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. We live by faith, you see. But when it comes to finances, we have to sow financially to reap financially. I've always said, if you want a spiritual miracle, you have to act spiritually. You want a physical healing, you act physically. You do something. You get up and, like Jesus said, get up and walk. If you want a financial miracle, you act financially. And that's the way it works. Give it shall be given unto you, Jesus said, financially. So, Lord, bless them, increase them financially also, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Okay, bless you. Much love to you. And you can sew on the platform you're watching me on or go to our website, benin.org, or simply text BHM45777. A great teaching again tomorrow. And thank you for being with me every day. And please share this teaching with your friends so they will be reminded how much Jesus loves them too. Okay, I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades making the move from analog television to digital broadcasts, HDTV, the internet, streaming live events, and social media. Today's fast-changing, bold new world 
brings an entirely new set of challenges. What we did in 1974 when this ministry began, or in 2000, or even 2022, will not be effective in 2023, and who knows what 2024 and beyond will bring. Benny Hens Ministry has been at the forefront of each innovation that provides a better way of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world more effectively and efficiently. Today, more than ever before, we stand on the edge of a bold new world. From the beginning, the Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. This is a new hour. This is the Joshua generation. Now, I want to tell you something. The first thing God said to Moses is go down. The first thing he said to Joshua is arise. We're not a people who are going down. We're ones who are rising up. Even with controlled temperature storage facilities, time has been the enemy. Tape warping, decay, housing detachments, cracks, shredding, and breakdowns happen. Older tapes break, disintegrate, and require surgical type methods of restoration. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. To God be the glory. A conservative estimate to finish this digitation process is a million dollars to restore the final 30% of these disintegrating tapes and move everything over to a much more permanent digital format. The project already started can be completed fairly quickly. Imagine, if you will, what could happen if all of our digitized material could be used to translate everything into every language on Earth. It is possible. Even better, how exciting would it be to translate these materials using the same voice as originally spoken, yet in all of the different dialects around the world? Pastor Benny speaks several languages, but imagine if his teachings became available online with him speaking in Swahili, Mandarin, Portuguese, Belarusian, or Cherokee. This amazing AI tool will be useful around the world. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come until the Lord returns. And with artificial intelligence tools that can translate all of the digitized materials into languages around the world, we can truly fulfill our Lord's great commission. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. It's time to finish the job. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. We would have lost a lot of these tapes had we not started working on them. I want to say thank you for helping us, but we are still not finished. We have 4,000 hours still to complete. We've completed 10,000 hours already, 10,000 hours. And you saw the difference with the before and after. We were actually losing the tapes. And now here they've come back to life because of your help. And I want to say thank you with all my heart for helping us. 
but the job is not done yet. We have got to finish the job now, 4,000 hours, and then we're going to start the translations. What you heard today was the voice of a robot <laughs> talking. It wasn't a lady. It was actually a robot talking to you. And isn't that amazing that this can be done? But now we can do it in every language on earth. I wanted you to get a little taste of the voice of a person, but it wasn't really a person. A lady just kind of talked, and then they copied her voice. And what I'm going to do now is I, they're going to have me tape my voice in English, and they're going to translate everything you, that, that, that you'll see in the future in every language on the globe. Every language. Think about the impact it's going to have worldwide when we show the great crusades, the great meetings, OCC days, the great conferences, and so much more, not only in English, but in every language on the globe. So let's finish the job first with the 4,000 hours left to be digitized. And please, please, please help me now because we don't want to lose those tapes. The longer we wait, then they, they, they will, you know, we won't even be able to work with them. But you saw what has happened. You saw the difference. You saw the bad, you know, pictures from the past and how new now, how they came back to life so beautifully because of the new equipment and the way they do it now. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord. Please, this is for his glory. I talk to young people all the time who have seen things from the past and their life has been changed. I was in a place not long ago, in a restaurant, in fact, and we were showing this waitress what God did in Venezuela because she's from Venezuela and she was just glued. We showed it you know, on the phone and now you can show all this on you know, people's phone and iPad and laptops and all that. But it's wonderful what God is doing worldwide. And let's keep doing it for the Lord and his glory because now it can go to every nation on earth in every language on earth because of your help. I want to pray with you that God will bless you for this as you obey him. Blessed Jesus, thank you. Lord, I pray you'll bless your people. Multiply them on every side and bless them financially, Lord. As they bless your work, so your word will go to every nation on earth, Lord. I give you the praise for touching our young people and our grandchildren, children and grandchildren, Lord, and great-grandchildren. We give you all the praise, and God's people said, Amen. Let's do it for them. Let's do it for our children. Let's do it for our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, so they will see the power of God. They will not be lost. All right. You can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihin.org. Or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving. Thank you for giving. And let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.